What's up? What's going on? What's up with Iggy? Everyone's asking what's up with Iggy Igloo. Everyone's asking what's up with Iggy Igloo. I'ma show ya. What's up? This is Iggy Igloo. You're listening to What's Up with Iggy Igloo. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is episode number 24. Thanks for sticking around through my expressions. Got a good show for you this week. Got some memes coming up. Got a... I share a story... I read a Facebook post that I saw about blood quantum, Native American blood quantum, and uh, I shared it with an essay the other morning. Talk about, I'll I'll read that, talk about that, Um, bring some perspective on my experience in this world that is... One of the main reasons I have this show, that's why it's called What's Up with Iggy Igloo, so that I can tell my story, process through the, I guess not process because it's, but tell my story. And so, tell part of my story today, it's about blood quantum, my experience with that a little bit. Got a wonderful, wonderful song. From my homie IB Hustles from a batch of music that he's working on with some homies called La Cosecha. Wonderful song. Him and his sister are on it. I'll have that later. I've got some memes. Brand new memes section segment. There's police memes. I don't know if I'm going to touch on the police subject too much right now. Right now. You know, I took the week off from Colorado Springs completely. I did. I have been house-sitting for my brother in Aurora and um, taking care of his dog. He's got a retired sled dog that came from Breckenridge. And when they go out of town, I come and hang out. With Finn, he's just real old, likes to sit on, sit, you know, sit on the back porch and look at stuff and look out the window and watch, watch the people go by. He did a real good job as a lead sled dog in Breckenridge. So good that he ended up with an urban Enoch, which is great. I love Finn. I love being able to spend time with him. It gave me some time. To reflect on my feelings, my thoughts and emotions, how I am getting through all of this craziness, you know, it started to over overwhelm me considerably. Honestly, it um, hasn't been the easiest, you know, it, but that's life, you know. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. It's the circle. It will continue. The circle will continue. We'll find our way through 
all of this, I pray for the best, you know, for for all of us. Gonna start you off with some describing memes from Facebook. Used some Felicuti for the background music this week. Been really strong into that. I suggest you check out Fela Kuti. F-E-L-A-K-U-T-I. If you don't know about him, check him out. His music was made for this time. I mean, it was made for his time in Lagos, Nigeria. But a lot of those same hurdles that he had to jump to have that self-actualization, you know, so he could stand on his own two feet as a man. The battles that he fought are some of the same battles we are fighting now. So it resonates. So here for you is describing memes from Facebook on What's Up with Iggy Igloo. Welcome to Describing Memes from Facebook. Got some good memes for you this tumultuous week in America. First meme my friend Joy shared. There's a tea kettle. It says, defund the police. Coming out of the tea kettle, there is five spouts pouring tea into five cups. The first cup, it says education. The second cup, it says universal health care. The third cup, it says youth services. The fourth cup, it says housing. And the fifth cup says other community reinvestments. up got a meme my friend Matt shared always sharing the fire just thought this one was funny it's a picture of Hannibal from Silence of the Lambs on the top panel he says a music teacher once tried to test me I modulated his filter with a sawtooth and added a nice white noise. That's what it says on the bottom panel. You synth nerds will get it. Next up is another cop meme my friend Jody shared. On the top picture, there is a police officer on the phone. And he says, Sir, is your refrigerator running? On the bottom panel. He says, Well, you better shoot it in the back. Keep on the police, y'all. Next up, found a meme. 
did I get in my life? This past week, they tore down Carmel Middle School. It's the middle school I went to back in the mid-90s. Tore it down, rebuilding it. And so, it says, Carmel Middle School gets torn down. And then it says, Bato, who dropped out in seventh grade after stabbing his first puto there. And then there's a homie there. Bato just with the tear coming down, tear coming down his, his, his cheek rolling down. Gave me some kinds of feels for sure. This has been describing memes from Facebook. Have more for you next week. Take it easy, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that segment. It's a lot of fun to make. Though, I am making the transition to Twitter. And so I might transition this segment to reading tweets from Twitter. Just to FYI, maybe you should do the same too. Facebook is a... uh, it's a pit. It's a pit. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that the communication is set up on there. It isn't very clear, you know. It, it's uh, prone to fighting. You can't really express. You can't really, you know, it's hard to understand what people are expressing on there. You know, and anywho, just saying. Coming up, I have a little spot I made. It is from Facebook, I will say that. I I saw this post that a lady, she was, she's in Ojibwe, I, I believe, um, posted. It was a little thing about blood quantum. Blood quantum. You know, Native Americans are, are classified by their blood quantum. Their pedigree is what it's called. And I shared that and I wrote a fairly lengthy um, piece with detailing my experience through that. And on my path of um, finding my identity, it's been my whole life. You know, and so these are the times now that we are getting to face those things that we have been afraid to face our whole lives. You know, our our society is prone to sweeping undesirable feelings under the rug and avoiding them. And it's not healthy, you know. You sweep uh, enough shit under the rug and you just end up walking on shit anywhere you go, you know. That's how I feel about it. And so I shared this this piece. I guess it's a short essay. It's a short essay. And so... um, So 
I hope it um helps uh I hope it helps open your eyes, maybe opens your heart, you know. It's um it's a beautiful world, you know. I I am so grateful to get to experience this freaking cool world. All of the beautiful music, the amazing people, you know. There's a lot of stuff that is uh, horribly wrong with it, you know. Those, but those trials that we go through in life, they are here to help us, to help make us stronger, you know. Get over one hurdle. The next one doesn't seem as tall. So I'm going to get to it and share this story for you. Here here you go. It's a blood quantum on what's up with the Igloo. From a Facebook post by Lisa Clemens that I came across. It says, Do you know what is one of the oldest forms of racism in America and still exists today? Indian blood quantum otherwise known as pedigree. Wait, pedigree? Isn't that how people record purebred dogs? Yup. There's two definitions, actually, and the other one refers to the recorded ancestry of mainly upper-class families. I don't want to speculate, but since Native Americans weren't recognized as citizens of the United States until 1924 and reservations started in 1851, I would have to sug- have to guess they weren't referring to us as upper-class families. The way the government set up reservations and continues to recognize Native Americans today is like this. If a full-blood woman from... LCO, where the lady is from, has a family with a full-blood man from Mill Locks in Minnesota, both Ojibwe tribes. The family has to choose which tribe to enroll the babies in, and those babies only get to count the blood quantum of the parent from that reservation. So, mom, being 100% LCO, dad, being 100% millilocks. Equal babies, one half millilocks. End of story. So now you have babies who are full-blooded but unenrolled in any tribe because they have multiple blood quantum from different reservations. This means we have a huge population of unrecognized Native Americans in America. Can you imagine that? Living on a continent that your ancestors have always inhabited and not being recognized for your indigenous bloodline because the government set up a system to get rid of you long ago. A system which is still in place in 2020. Can you imagine having to hunt down documents, sometimes traveling far distances, Chicago and D.C., to historical societies to research your ancestry so you can prove to the government 
that you do in fact exist in 2020. That was the post that I saw. I shared it with the following words as well from my own experience. So I have an interesting perspective on this and my path to understanding and identity. Buckle up and refill your coffee. I am 25% Inupiaq. My Anna was born in Noatok in what is now northern Alaska. She's 100% after Russia sold Alaska to the United States of America for pennies on the acre they completely lifted gun restrictions, which led to a great caribou famine. In order to protect two of his daughters from that famine, Joseph Nashaluk agreed to send them to a boarding school. My grandma was five when that happened. She was told she would see her family while there, yet she wasn't allowed to see them had her hair cut off and was beaten when she spoke Anupiak until she graduated at 16. After she was released from the boarding school, she met my grandfather, who was stationed in Nome around World War II. They fell in love, got married, and moved around the world having half Texan, half Anupiak babies. Now is when I bring up shares. Because of the Alaska Native Settlement Claims Act of 1971, the Alaska tribes were split up into corporations. My Anna, being full blood, received 200 shares in the corporation. Her children, being 50%, received 100 shares. They all grew up in the colonial world as army brats and largely forgot the language and traditional culture. Each of their children, my cousins and siblings, are 25% and are entitled to 50 shares in the corporation, which is what I have and have thought my whole life meant that I am a tribal member because all questions about it are diverted and unanswered, not to say anything of current events in which the aunts bullied my little brother online and disowned him as well as myself for defending him. Now, I've had the assumption that having 50 shares in Nana Regional Incorporated North Alaska Native American Regional Incorporated, meant that I was a recognized Inupiaq. A few months ago, I met a new cousin from another part of the tree. Joseph had two wives and headed to different villages, Noatok and Unalakleet, who stopped for a visit while traveling. I was able to listen a lot, and going and doing that, I would have to establish my pedigree through the village to get membership in the federally 
recognized tribe and try get a tribal ID through the villages that is the tribes are the official tribe tribal designation is to the separate villages because Alaska is so so large. I've always wondered if my shareholder ID was a tribal ID and many times nearly got in trouble for presenting it as such in ignorance. At this point, I would like to remind you that my grandmother is still alive. The children of my generation, my son and my sibling, my sister's kids and my cousin's children are one-eighth blood quantum, which is eligible for 25 shares in the corporation. After that, they're ineligible and not recognized. So, in the span of one lifetime, the whole branch of that tree has potentially been completely clipped because of these blood quantum laws. In my lifetime, I will have heard a direct first-hand account of first contact and will see the generation, hopefully I will, that will una be unable to call themselves Inupiaq legally. This is why I fight so fiercely in my life and will continue. As long as there is breath in my lungs, a brain in my head, and a heart to feel. It's a long and complicated road, but I have faith that my ancestors are proud of how far I've come, and they push me on because the virus of imperial colonialism has rotted the tree from which all indigenous people have sprung from. And I know there are countless other wayward half-breeds as myself looking for their identity in the face of an uncertain future. A legal system designed to beat us into submission. Nasty relatives constantly attacking them for searching for honest answers. And that ever-present tightrope of a balancing act we have found ourselves on and strive so strongly to traverse gracefully for that anger faced daily is very real enormous and quick to swallow a spirit while well quick if not befriended and set to task as that anger is here to show us that something is wrong. And what is wrong is the ongoing cultural, spiritual, and literal genocide of the indigenous people of the world. For the strong arm of the great white father has reached the throats of nearly all indigenous people in North and South America as well as around the globe. And to protect the culture, even the memory of the culture, will take a strength 
greater than any one human has, but the spirit of that anger fully has. I'm grateful my tribe and their descendants haven't suffered as much as other tribes in this country, but that in no way means that I will ever divert my eye to the suffering endured by my brothers and sisters who have faced and continue to face far greater trials in life due to the colonialization of the Americas. Colonization. I don't know at this point if I will ever be or want to be a federally recognized tribal member. Not just because of the immense amount of red tape and hurdles placed in front of me, but because I do not believe that my blood quantum has anything to do with my spirit. I am a human being, not any kind of ward of any kind of state as the USA would want me to believe. For your time and attention. These things are strong in my heart always and have lived with me my whole life. And now is the time to not look away from the truth. Have a great day. I'm so happy to know all of you. Hope you liked that. Hope you liked that. Hope it hope you learned something from it, you know? It's um there's a lot of uh misinformation about humanity, the the colonial the colonial occupiers of this country have really twisted the history so that they don't have to face accountability for the enslavement and genocide of so many peoples. You know, that's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing thing. So just thank you for listening and allowing me to open up my heart and express those feelings that have been on my mind my entire life. That being said, I want to get to some music. Got a homie, I got a homie, Ivy Hustles, Hondo. He is the coolest. He's freaking rad. I remember back in Acacia Park, he was the man. Raps under Ivy Hustles. Um, one of the one of the homies. Got a lot of love for the hip-hop scene in the Pikes Peak region. I spent most all of the other day listening to and sharing albums from all of my homies, some of which you have heard on this show. Stony Burt's is one. They're awesome. Uh, Elements. He's the homie. I, I reshared first interview I had with him last week and so I've got a IB Hustle song 
this week. It's from a new project that he is working on called La Cosecha, The Harvest. It is a hip-hop Rio Grande Valley um, Corrido crossover, which is amazing. There's one song that I just love so much, and I can't share it with you yet because I don't think it is done, but it is fire. And when that is ready to be shared, I will be sharing it with you, and I will get IB Hustles to talk about it with you on here. Do my best, because he's the homie. Love him and his family. This song that I got for you today, Fly Free Birdie. He made it with his sister. It's, it's just a beautiful song. I figured since if I was going to be opening my heart and expressing hard, hard things, hard feelings, you know. I'd wrap it up with, with some, with some beautiful music. Really do hope that you appreciate it. So for you, from me and the crew, this is Fly Free Birdie from La Cosecha on What's Up with Iggy Igloo.
that is about it for our show. I hope you enjoyed that song. My story. The memes. Hope you enjoyed your day. However you're doing, do it good. Do it well. You know, keep that love in your heart. Stay stay strong. Do appreciate it. Remember, go to IggyIgloo.com if you're not listening to this from there already. Go to IggyIgloo.com. Go to the bottom of the page. It says there's a little button right there. It says tip jar. It might say virtual tip jar. Click on it. Throw a couple of bucks in there. I could use it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Quinn Knockpuck. Thank you very much. I I love all of you guys. It's a it's a great privilege to have such an esteemed position in my community from where I sit. That's how I see it. I will continue to do my best to bring you all of the coolest stuff from my mind and from my heart and from my friends right to your ears who knows maybe someday I'll be on TV when I get some new teeth or something so hit up that virtual tip jar but for reals thanks a lot I will talk to you next week unless I see you before then remember love your life love your music love your family don't forget to drink some water peace out